So I'm locked up. I did eight years. I beat two murder charges. They gave me the gun charge. You feel me? So I did my time. While I'm in there, you know, you gotta keep the commissary rolling in. So I'm talking to females and shit. I got a bunch of females sending in the money. But I got one bitch, you feel what I'm saying? And I like, you know, I'm focusing on paying the bills, making sure shit straight. All that. I come back at the height of COVID, bro. I'm talking about PPPs, everything rougher. As soon as I get get out, I get to go see Shorty. I see her a couple times, everything coolie cool. Then I come back one time, I see a car there, you know what I'm saying? So I go over there, you know, and I look in the thing. So they getting it, you feel me? I'm not mad though, because I'm doing me too, you feel what I'm saying? But I'm mad because you play my intelligence, bitch. So now we won't play the game. So mind you, I told you we were scamming. There was a point during COVID where you could do kids. PPs on the kids. You five to 10 bands on the kids. I went back to the bitch's house. We talking and shit, we, we moving and grooving. So I get to snooping around the crib. I got all four of her kids' social security cards and took a PPP out at all four of them bitches. 30 rats, nigga, off this bitch kids. Can't see none of it, you know what I'm saying? You said the name right to Cali. Next day, right to the bank, cash out. Fuck you mean, we can play the game now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. As always, we encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review us on whatever digital platform that you are choosing to listen to podcasts on, whether that be Apple, SoundCloud, Google, YouTube, Amazon, or whatever it is that you do on Spotify. Please go and do that. Yeah, man, I was sitting, I was sitting at, at, at my desk this morning. I scratched like the side of my head and just like flaky, just build up, just fell out. And I was like, yeah, it's time to take these braids down, wash this hair. Ew. Yeah. You know, I'm too pretty for that shit. Damn. Flaky build up? Like, like, I, like it, it wasn't dandruff, but I guess just from the product to make sure that the hair stays hydrated and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just over time, it just started building up with the gel that she put in there to braid the hair and everything. So, ah, that's that's. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure you were grossed out though, even though that's your own hair. Yeah, yeah. You, you again, you know me. I'm too pretty for that shit. So that's why I can't. That's why I can't do dreads. I gotta wash my hair. Like you know, going three weeks between washing my hair is is, is a long time for me. And that, that reminds me of uh, uh, I saw something on X where it was like this thread of. Uh, black women that were um, they were talking about this certain type of dreads that they just won't do because they're hard to take out and a lot of times it leaves you bald and I was just going through the comments like I've seen those braids a lot and those braids actually cost a grip um, to do because my son's mother was telling me about it because she, she has those braids and I'm so anxious to ask her like are you ever going to take those out because I heard that they're hell to take out and the process to take them out is so hellish that Long story short, people start rushing the process and end up basically going bald to take them out because they just start cutting because they get frustrated. So I'm just curious if, and I don't know the name of the braids or the dreads, but if you see them, you'll know them. It sounds like one of them situations where you need to pay somebody to take that down. Pretty much. Pay, pay a couple sounds, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would actually say that's one of the few styles that black women wear that still, that, that, looks, that looks decent. It's much better than the baby hair epidemic. Like that shit is in the lace fronts. That shit's nasty. But those those dreads are they straight though. Yeah. But it's unfortunate that it's gonna cause you to go bald. Like that's that's fucked up. 
Man, I told you about that panic attack that I had, right? About what? About going bald. You are you had you almost went bald? What happened? So the the prior time I had braids, like two times ago, I took took my hair down. You know, I'm washing it. I'm like, man, I am shedding a lot more than I normally shed. I was like, that's crazy. You know, so then you know, I was drying my hair and I found uh like like just 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 east of my crown. I was like, man, that that feel feel a little thin. <laughs> Shit's feel a little thin. So I'm bugging out. A lot of, I'm calling me, hey, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm saying to Mark, like, look, I got to cut it, bro. This, this shit feels thin. I'm not going to go bald behind no braids. That's, that's, that's not what's going to happen. And so, like, I was, I was bugging out. And so, long story less long, turns out the hair is just shorter there. It's not really thin. It's just shorter. And I, I remember I told you, like, this, I told you this because you were like, you know, that's just the way hair grows faster in some places. Longer in some yeah, places. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm, so, I'm definitely thin back there. I mean, I'm not like most people. Like some people got it bad. I mean, I feel like that's how LeBron is. LeBron is just, it's just bad in that spot. But I mean, with, I mean, your hair is gonna thin just like your bones are gonna thin as you age. So baldness is is common in my family. I would say my oldest brother just has the thickest, the thickest, most gorgeous hair out of all of us. But <laughs> balding is, is it's it's normal for us. So I wouldn't have been surprised. Um, I'm actually just thankful that I'm like if I would have ended up getting braids or some shit like that, I probably would have been, I probably would have thinned it out because of all the pulling and shit. So yeah. I think that that does speed up the process. I feel like when you get to a certain age, if you decide that you want long hair, you better keep it. Personally. Yeah, basically, basically, because you know? if you so, cut it, you can't go back to it. Yeah, yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew my shit was thinning because like I used to, you know, have decent amount of waves in my head, you know, my tw- my twenties to early thirties, but it just got so thin though. Like my hair is just straight now. I don't, mm-hmm. it don't bother me. I, I like it. <laughs> it is what it is. You gonna put a hat on any damn way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 that that trips people out to this day. Like people like will see me, like especially like people at my job, they'll see me. They'll be like, I forget you have hair. Like like I, like people literally forget I have hair. I'd be laughing. I'd be like, no, I just like wearing hats and beanies. It just it complements outfits and it just feels right. But uh, anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you uh, didn't have a heart attack because uh, life would have gone. Life would have went on, brother. Trust me. I was like, hey, J. Mark, I need this cut. I need to get back to, to to this right here. You know, boom, boom, bam. Yeah, J. Mark ain't going to be scared to tell you either. He, he'll, he'll let you know. Yeah. But he's not going to force you to do anything. He, J. Mark going to look at you like, say, bro, what you want to do? You want to keep it? You want to let it go? There's a whole <laughs> lot of people that, that just decide they want to keep it. The little bit they have. I'm like, bro. A lot of people that do have hair, a lot of them are bald to me now. Even you know, I'm like, bro, you, you're like Chris Paul, like you're bald, bro. But I guess you would have you're getting, edu- that, you're getting that Kobe cut. <laughs> I guess, man, do what you do, do what you do. But anyways, man, it's Black History Month. Doesn't really feel like it. I feel like this is the first time where corporations didn't want to really. Like they're not doing it how they do Gay Month, Gay Pride Month. They're not it's, pandering. They're not pandering as much. Like I think that you'll go on a typical the liberal spot like a Target and you'll see, you know, the Black History stuff. But it's definitely toned down in the last two years. Uh, and I, I, I have my speculations as to why. But like I said, this is probably one of the first 
Black History Month that has has come upon us. And yeah, I see people like saying something about it, but I think because there were so many years of, you know, why is it February and you know people you know battling back and like we don't really need a month and y'all don't really do it the right way, blah blah blah. Like you know, I, I feel like if anything, Juneteenth gets more love now. And I feel like I feel like a lot of black people just figured out about Juneteenth during COVID because they had nothing else to do. Because Juneteenth is, is, is region specific. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Honestly. <laughs> boy, motherfuckers like to read, man. Motherfuckers like to read, boy. I'm telling but you, you be so far ahead. For those who were wondering, February was chosen as Negro History Week because it had the birthdays of President Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass, and then they later expanded it to a month. That's fair. Hey, I guess justification of bullshit. Yeah, I mean, Abe Lincoln. I mean, come on. Let's let's hey. not let's not do that deep dive. Let's not do that. <laughs> one. Let's not do that one. Before we get too deep into the show, man, give me your Super Bowl prediction. Um, I'm going Chiefs because I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes because every time I do, I'm wrong. So I'm gonna go Chiefs over Niners. Final score, 24 to 17. Oh, okay, okay. Travis Kelsey, MVP, going for a buck 30 with two titties. Wow. Okay. I'm just going to just – the more I watch Patrick Mahomes, the more, you know, you know, I, I, I root for him just naturally because of that. I feel like, um, personally for me, I'm always I've, – I've always been a fan of two positions. The quarterback position and the running back position. I love those positions. And on the defensive on the defensive side, I've always liked, you know, middle linebackers. So when I'm looking at Pat, Pat, I kind of um I like the fact that he plays the position the way it's supposed to be played. Um, and that's why my all-time favorite quarterback is Peyton Manning, because like he played the game the way it was supposed to be played. He played that position the way it was supposed to be played. Like he's surgical with it. He played. Um, and he also played the best way he could too, because that nigga is not running nowhere. <laughs> bro, he ain't running nowhere. <laughs> like, come on. Um, so I, I just like that. I feel like the quarterback position traditionally was all about arm strength, accuracy, and just being intelligent. Honestly, that I feel like the quarterback position and middle linebacker and the safety position probably are the smartest people on the field. Um. So, yeah, that's why I like the quarterback position. I like the way Pat plays it. Uh, and the fact that he basically had uh, a 2004 LeBron season, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Like, I forgot what season it was where everybody just talks about LeBron had no help. Well, he's he had that season, and he made it here. So I'm rooting for that guy. And um, as much as I like – like, I don't think there's anybody on the 49ers I, doesn't, I don't like. Like, Debo is that nigga. Ayuk is that nigga. McCaffrey is honestly, he's probably going to be end up being a top five running back all time. Like he's fucking amazing. I swear, like I was watching him at Stanford, and I I used I used to literally like that dude run like a nigga. <laughs> I, I like like straight up like, and it's to me it was in, where he's at right now was inevitable, and um, you know I I I can't I won't be mad. And like I think that no matter who wins, I think both of them are deserving. But I definitely would rather see the Chiefs win. But 
the 49ers have to win with the talent they have. So if I'm going to I mean, that was that was their gripe last year where they was telling the Eagles, like, man, if we would have had a quarterback, y'all wouldn't even been here. So it, right now you, you proved the point. Now you got to finish the story. And I 100% agree with fancy hat Cam Newton. Like, <laughs> he's a game manager. But the thing about that is he plays the position how it's supposed to be played. But his skill set is a little bit more limited versus a Pat Mahomes, a Josh Allen, even a Justin Herbert. You know what I'm saying? So um, if he can go out there and manage the game the right way and let McCaffrey win the MVP like he will if they win, um, that's that's it. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of – I think it's going to be a field, goal, a field goal game. If not, yeah, I think it's going to be a field goal game at this point. Like, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. If it is, I'll be amazed. The thing about being a game manager, if you manage the game appropriately, you won't have to put it on your back at the end. Like so he did when, last game. when you when you say, you know, oh, well, you can't you can't depend on him to go out there and win the game. Well, that means his management skills fucked up earlier. You know, and and and, and even as a game manager that I take game manager management into, you know, clock play selection, um, reading the defenses appropriately. So, like, if he sees that, you know, oh, I got a blitz coming, I need to audible to, you know, a hot, or I need to, you know, change this to a, a zone read or, or something like that, I consider that managing the game, just not going out there blankly. It's like coach called a pass play. I'm I'm running this pass play. I ain't making no adjustments or nothing like that. You know, I'm not, I'm not going out here playing superhero ball like Josh Allen or something like that trying to make the big play. I'm going to move the chains. You need you need us to prolong this possession. I'm gonna prolong this possession and keep Pat Mahomes off the field. That's what it's about. That's the game plan. Keep that. You gotta keep him off the field. You got straight up, straight up. Like you said, he he's 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 Tom Brady. He's he's this generation's Tom Brady. He's hitting cats with frying pan hands, and they catching it. Like he's just sitting it in the frying pan for you. <laughs> Here, yeah. you can't help but to catch this where I put it on you at. He's, but, it, but that don't mean, but that don't mean you playing Kadarius Tony. You're not playing. Stay, stay home, bro. Did you see what he said on social media? <clears throat> what he say? Oh, he got at the talking about man. I don't know what the Chiefs talking about. I ain't injured. I ain't sick. I ain't none of these things. And this was before the 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 AFC Championship game. It's like, oh yeah, buddy, your time in Kansas City is done. No time in the NFL is done. He's the whole done. league. He's done. He's he's Claypool. He's he's Chase Claypool. He, he's done. Yeah, he he might go somewhere, but he, he's he's gonna be an overglorified you know kick returner or something. He'll be him and Chase like players like that. They'll do their four or five years and then they'll be done. He's done. Take your Super Bowl and go. You're you're Sheesh. garbage. Yeah, he he's terrible. And we thought well, when he was with New York, when he was with the Giants, we thought it was just you know a giant situation. Yeah, he did. You know, he had his moments with Kansas City, but. He's he's a uh, he's terrible. He's not a good football player. He's not a good football player. I mean, right now the next up the that looks like him is Quinn Johnston for uh, the Chargers. And if Harbaugh can't save him, he he's gonna be done too. You're gonna be in the XFL or something, or go to Canada, learn French, buddy. Damn. <laughs> just, Damn. I'm just saying, man. But yeah, yeah. So. That's that's that. We got the Super Bowl predictions out of the way. Um, 
move that right along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bro, that, go ahead. There is so much sex on social media. <sighs> Shout out to Jenna Ortega. Um, <laughs> look, man, I didn't know how to say it, but I have been saying it for years. I used to always come on this podcast and say, America is way too sexy. I used to say that shit all the time. And I used to have like some sort of conversation with people like, what do you mean by that? I'm like, bro, I'm going to simplify it now because I was able to simplify it the other day when I saw somebody had posted something about um, Alexander the Great. Like Alexander the Great, I guess, has a Netflix uh, documentary or a movie or whatever that just came out. And like eight minutes in, he's already fucking another guy. And um, yeah, yeah. And I'm, and I'm, and I, I was like, this is, I'm going to put it like this, man. Hollywood has basically just become a more sophisticated porn industry. Netflix is Pornhub. Like, you know, like that's all it is now. Like, you're not getting content that actually has meaning anymore. Now, all it is is hella provocative, um, something that would have been edgy, considered edgy 30 years ago. Like, this shit is the norm now. You're getting un, you're getting unnecessary sex scenes, getting a lot of glow, a lot of homosexual, LGBT activity, a lot of identity politics. And it doesn't even matter if it's animated, it doesn't matter if it's live action. Within 30 minutes in, you're going to get some type of propaganda targeted at your children, the future generation, to let, to let them be more desensitized to the idea that homosexuality, this uh, over-sexualization is okay. That's what it's all about. They just want everybody out there having meaningless sex, everybody out there constantly having sex on the mind. Blah blah blah, and we we talked about this. I want to say like in 2017, where where we had a conversation about you know is porn damaging, and porn it it really is damaging due to the fact that um and, and I'm gonna let you speak because I know you have something to say. Porn is damaging to the mind based on the fact that, and this is one of my favorite IG comments that I saw. Porn is damaging to the mind, specifically for men. Due to the fact that if you really look at history and where men come from, men were so much greater when they had to work hard to see titties. <laughs> they don't have to work hard to see titties no more. They don't have to work hard to see vaginas anymore. Like, that's why the conversation of what you bring to the table is insulting to women. But at the same time, it's like, yo. We ain't going to get shamed for bagging prostitutes. We don't get shamed for subscribing to OnlyFans. Like, so at the end of the day, when it all comes down to it, <laughs> for, the, for the greater part of history, men were only coming to you because of the, um, the sacredness of being able to share those sexual moments with you. Shit, now, man, I mean, I, I can't tell a prostitute from a regular woman these days. Cash up in bio. It's working title. Everything's for sale. Every, I mean. every, everything is for sale. Cause it's, it's like, like, you know, you log in, like, I think I sent you that when I was on Facebook and I was in the in Facebook marketplace and it's like, Oh, I'm selling essential oils or something, but it's a picture of you or quote unquote you in these tight clothing. I'm like, are you selling essential oils? Or are you selling sex? Like, what are you selling? 
if, if somebody's selling a barbecue pit, I see a picture of the barbecue pit. I don't see them. So you got you got that. You go to Instagram and you and it's, it, they just put in your face. It's, it's Sydney Sweeney titties. It's just right here. And then look, I like titties. I'm not complaining. Say I'm just man. saying like when you Say when man. you're making the go ahead. I was just about to ask you, can she act? Because I'm so confused on the hype with her. I didn't know who she was, but I mean, like, I've seen her in Euphoria. Oh, I've seen her titties. I mean, can she act? Sure, she get she keeps getting roles. I guess I don't know. I'm I'm not the judge of that, but all right, go ahead with your point. I just yeah, okay, but uh-huh. you know, I like when you're when you're actively trying to avoid that stuff. Not like 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 because I realize like I'm over consuming this. So I'm like, let me let me change my algorithms. Let me like let me try to look at this list, and it's just still right there. Everywhere is just right there in your face. It's like, good lord, why do I need to see sexy red sex tape? Why do I need to see Cardi B's vagina slip? Why do I need to see you know Meg in you know shaking ass like Doja Cat is disgusting. Say man, I used to love me some Doja Cat, dog. I know. I I used to love Doja. I, I I still fuck with the raps though. The raps the raps are there, but like seeing her at the at the Grammys, like what is what is you on that Britney Spears? It's it's I'm telling you, bro. It's because we have gotten to the point where people will suck dingling in public. That should go viral, and that person, it's like whatever. Like that shit is not. It's not really even a viral moment per se. Like it's not seen as edgy anymore. So because porn is so normalized, these celebrities, these these entertainers, they're trying to do the next thing to be even more edgy. And it's it's like at this point, they just gonna have to go out there with they with their vaginas out, bro. Like 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 I saw some shit that Drake was wearing the other day on stage. I'm like, what he got on? Like what? Somebody was like, he got a bunch of dildos on his back. And I'm Wait, like, what? bro. I, I thought that was like a stegosaurus. That's the first thing they minds went to is dildos. I promise. They said, that dude got a bunch of dildos on his back. And all I'm looking at is like, bro, shout out to, shout out to, you know, uh, Prince. Um, I think, you know, at the end, Prince is one of the greatest to do it. Um, when Prince wore bizarre things on stage, I understood it because Prince was edgy. Prince Prince was, he was, he honestly, Prince was a part of the culture that made today possible. And that's nothing to technically brag about, but Prince was doing something that was special, that was like, I'm Prince, bitch. Of course I'm doing this. Like, I'm that guy. But I move the needle. That's who I am. Exactly. And it felt so genuine and natural. It's like, oh, that's just that's Prince doing Prince. That's Prince, bruh. That's the kid. And you see these the Doja Cats, you see the sexy reds, and like they're not even really pushing the envelope. I feel like they're just being extremely bizarre because they want attention. And like at like, this point, does does even full full frontal nudity surprise you? No. Because I was on Tumblr in 2010, 2011. Like I was on Tumblr before they quote unquote ban porn. So 
when I was on there seeing that shit, and then after they banned it, and like there was a mass exit from exodus from Tumblr to Twitter, like I didn't see this coming, but it all makes sense now because Tumblr was that hipster crowd that they set a style, they had their style, they had their way of viewing the world, and it was only for a niche audience. Now that niche audience has become mainstream, and that wasn't supposed to happen. That mm-hmm. created a problem, bro. Bro, man, I remember when I was coming out of high school, and I never forget this, because uh, I was really heavy into hip hop, and you know, uh, I remember Common was on Oprah, and I don't know if you remember this. Do you know why Common was on Oprah? Outside of the fact know. that he's from Chicago, Common was on Oprah because he was defending the use of the word "hope" in hip hop. This was about twenty years ago. He was because def- there was a big deal, and everybody was like, "Hey, y'all got to stop you, you know, using the word hoe." And he was literally up there with a panel of women that was like, "That shit's not cool." Da 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 da. To get to my point, bruh, twenty years later, do you think they give a fuck about being called hoes? They call each other worse, <laughs> bruh. They literally have regressed. And they, 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 you were up there debating and fighting for, you know, for respect. And now the majority of you are actively defending sex workers. Y'all are actively defending slut walks and being whores. Bruh, that is wild. Like, how do you go backwards? Like, 20 years ago. Just a span of 20 years, two decades. You were fighting for something, and now it's clear that you lost. And now it almost seems like you lost, and you didn't even, you weren't even fighting. <laughs> you lost and just accepted it. <laughs> All right, well, so, well, yeah, we couldn't get them to stop, so I guess we got to just join them. Just join them. If you I, can't beat them, join them. It is, it's, it's miraculous, dog. And I just see shit like that, and I'm just like, once again, like, like you said, like what can you really do? Me, I personally think you can lead with actual talent and skill. You could be great at something. And you ain't gotta do all this weird shit. Like, if you're already rich and famous, if you're Adele, why you gotta go out there naked? Just saying, man. While we're on this topic, man, you know, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I know people will probably make this a race thing, but it's time that we talk about it. Is Taylor Swift just gonna keep whooping Beyonce ass? Yes. Cause, <laughs> cause the shit to me, the shit don't get talked about. Them. Like they talk about oh, it at a point, but at the same time, it's kind of like. I, I, I like like people people were talking I, I forget who it was but some some celebrity TV personality was talking about I think it even might have been Shannon Sharp saying that Taylor Swift moves the needle more than Beyonce these days I was like she does she's out and about Beyonce you know pop out do something and then disappear for another three four years Taylor's out here being consistent that's how you move needles you got to be consistent this is a this is a clout chasing society. This this society this is a society that like they thrive off attention. They wanna they wanna see you. They blah blah blah. She is being seen a lot, and she is very active on the scene. But the the real question I'm asking is, is she more talented than Beyonce? 
because she's she's been clearing her for years and since 2008, bro. And like I, I sat there, I'm like, damn, y'all. The, the defense of Beyonce is actually becoming embarrassing. It's like, uh, that's you're fighting. Like, I mean, you can make this about race all you want, but have you have actually popped in a, a Taylor Swift record and, and actually checked it out in its full in its entirety? I checked out a couple of Beyonce albums. I checked out Renaissance, gave it one play, and that that wasn't that wasn't the album of the year, bro. It wasn't album of the year material. I'm sorry. I ain't listened to Taylor Swift yet. But if I was if I would if I was to put up music against music, shit, I was rooting for SZA. I felt like she had a closer album of the year record than than Beyonce. But you know, and I fuck with Beyonce. But I'm just saying, when they come down to it, it's 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 getting to the point where it's like, uh, <laughs> like I would I I would look at it at this way to, to take it back to hip hop. Do I think Jermaine Cole is better than Drake? I do. Jermaine gonna pop out and do shit for 24 months and then he's gonna disappear for three years. Drake is gonna hit you with something at least every six months. He's gonna give you something. He's gonna be out and about. He's gonna be seen. He's gonna be doing something. He's gonna be in your face. That matters when, when you're trying to measure somebody's somebody's impact on the culture, whatever culture that may be. So yeah, Taylor Swift at, at all the at all the football games. Hey, I'm dropping another album. I'm gonna let y'all know what the Grammys. I'm dropping another album. You know, I just came off the tour in the movie. Like Beyonce just came off the tour in the movie. I'm I'm out here. Beyonce goes back and she goes and be a mother and a wife. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just like when you're comparing these popularity contests, it's it's a relevancy thing. Who who's who's been more who's who's been more recently relevant. And it's it's Taylor. That's why it's dangerous to make things about race based on the fact that you live in a country where you're the minor- minority. Like you're the minority, so <laughs> you're out of you're probably automatically going to lose just based off if you was to go off votes. Like don't make this about race. You're going to yeah. lose because some of your people don't even fuck with you. So you always got to <laughs> take that into account. You're going to lose some of your people that barely that barely even you know cover the globe, cover the cover the map. Like, I don't know, man. Like I said, people have a a bad tendency of um, starting wars they shouldn't. I don't personally think they have anything against each other, personally, of course. But like I said, to bring it back to my point, I'm just curious about who's more talented as far as, like, vocals, songwriting, and shit like that. Because at this point, it's a debate. It has to be. She she been whooping ass for years, years. I mean, I I I would probably say Beyonce is more talented. I, I, I would think. I mean, like you said, she's most winningest, I guess. But the one that matters, she ain't getting it. That's interesting to me. Hasn't Kanye got it before? I think Kanye got it before. Not mistaken. I'll check. But I mean, at the end of the day, man, music is subjective, man. I get it. But I've been fucking with music long enough to kind of know how people perceive music. And that's why it's just funny to me how people don't, don't like for me, I just look at it like I thought we weren't supposed to care about the Grammys. But at the same time, people need to understand that the Grammys is not the Billboard Awards. Like those are two different things. Killer Mike is not going to win a lot of Billboard or Music Awards. He was going to win Grammy Awards based off quality 
and and you know in content and stuff like that that's what they look for when they're looking at grammys and even oscars that's why a long time ago when um three six mafia and them won for one you know their their oscar like that was it, it made sense based on what it did for the culture and I mean, a lot of a lot of a lot of people that were probably even like listening to that content and exploring it probably were like really like, oh man, this is I feel this, and that's what it is, man. If you feel something, that that's you know that's what a lot of those voters and those panels are looking at. So um, I wasn't surprised at a lot of those wins because I I don't really care about the popularity of music, like popular music isn't necessarily great <laughs> that's just bottom line there's a lot of people that they're gonna say that that's contradictory but i mean they couldn't name you a taylor swift record it's because it's not popular for us it is popular but it's not popular for us we're not looking for taylor swift yeah and and if, and if you've been in any kind of public place in the past however many years you've probably heard a taylor swift song you don't yeah. know it you don't re- recognize it but you, you've heard that shit because it's pop because it's pop. <laughs> that, that's, that's where they're going to play at Target. That's where they're going to play in Starbucks. That's where they're going to play in most department you, you stores. You ain't had to go there, man. You ain't had to go there. I'm calling a spade a spade. <laughs> what they going to play? They're going to play Drake, too. They going because he's pop. <laughs> they're going to play the shit out of Drake. Because he, he, he's pop. So I take it he didn't win album of the year. I mean, he didn't win album of the year. No, no, just just some um, rap albums. Rap of the year. albums. Okay, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, he's been on that stage so many times. I just, you know, I forget. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's just that's just something that was just in my on my mind. I'm like, damn, like I kind of feel for it, but that's one thing about me. Go ahead. Timing actually matters as well. Like, as 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 much of a, a big dog Beyonce is. When them other big dogs come out to play, you got to be ready to scrap. Taylor Swift is a big dog. Might be the biggest dog. So if, if you drop that year and she dropped that year, it's kind of like getting, it's kind of like when they say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, my album went number one. Hey, you dropped on a weekend. Nobody else dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Timing is everything. Real talk. Real talk. And before we get off that note, um, I think Travis Scott sucks. But wow. I will, yeah, I think he's horrible. But I do agree with you when it comes to his production because I did listen to Utopia a couple of weeks ago and I was like, they should have gave somebody else these beats. <laughs> Travis Scott is fucking horrible. Like I, I, I can't like his content is just is ass cheeks. Like I mean, I don't feel I don't see what the difference is between him and Migos. Like, like I'd rather listen to Young Thug. I think Young Thug is more talented than him. Um, I'd rather listen to Young Thug. So I, I, I just thought I thought it was a bizarre. A lot of people thought was talking about he got snubbed. I'm like, record for record, production wise, yeah, maybe, but content wise, Travis Scott sucks. But uh, again, like, who was in the category? <laughs> I gotta know who was in the category. Some oh, stuff, yeah. some stuff will hit you, and you'd be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect that. But then you look at the category, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't look too much into it either, but I can tell you right now that that J Cole and Dirk song sucks too. It sucks, but it, it's a it's a it's a crowd favorite. Yeah, you you fine. you put you put a you put a youth choir on there, and you know you it, it's it's not pandering, but it's like you're covering the bases. You're covering the bases. You're not <laughs> pandering. Put that youth choir the on there. 
You put the youth choir on there, and, and it's going to do numbers. It's going to do numbers. You covering the bases. I I like I like the I like that uh, J Cole Yachty song a whole lot better, but this this not positive. It's not uplifting. You can't put that in front of the white people. You just can't. Cat Williams' voice. You just can't. <laughs> oh boy, I tell you, I like that. I like that lens that uh, people look through in terms of, you know, like what you just said. Put it in front of white people, man. Because I'm telling you right now. Um, it's interesting how that works in terms of Elvis. I always think about Elvis when I think about that, but I always think about NWA too, because Elvis was not going to work if black people wasn't feeling Elvis. Like, if, like as much as motherfuckers want to talk about him being a culture culture vulture, Elvis worked because the the black folks was fucking with him, especially them country black folks. They were fucking with him, and NWA worked because those college suburban white kids they was fucking with it like they was like oh shit oh okay it, it was it was political and like them, them 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 progressive white kids you know back in the late 70s 80s they was fucking with that shit that's why that shit worked that's just that's how it works like it, it's weird but it's almost like you got to hit your demographic in a certain way and if it hits the, like that's why that's why I made that comment about um Ice Spice like I only know one Ice Spice song. Most of us only know one Ice Spice song. And the reason the machine... They're all the same. (laughs) Pretty much. And the reason the machine is working in her favor is because those young suburban white girls or white boys, like, they fuck with that shit. Honestly, that's what keeps Travis Scott afloat. Mexicans and and young white kids. Suburbs. Like, just honestly. That is is his audience. You know... (sighs) He's a great performer, very energetic. Um, but I'm sorry, man. He, he stinks. <laughs> his shoes suck too. I hate his I'm, shoes. I'm, I don't understand I'm, the hype. All, all, all you're doing is, 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 is flipping the check. Bro. Let me, let me stop that, man. Because I, I love what he's done for himself because I'm shocked that he's what he's become. I'll never take that away from him. I'm very shocked that what he's become because I think Kid Cudi is more talented than him and better than him. And I don't think Kid Cudi has ever Kid Cudi never even got close to what Travis Scott is right now. So I do give Travis Scott credit for doing what he was able to do. But like you just said, a lot of that has to do with timing, bro. Because that guy stinks. His music is I don't feel it. He's one thing he's I would say that he's good at besides choosing good ass beats that he don't deserve is um. He's good. He's a good feature. He's a good feature. Just like just like feature at times is a good feature. Like yeah. Their their voice works. They know how to ride beats, but you know, like most music today, this shit is forgettable. And uh, before we get off this for, for real, I hate when I go on apps, X, whatever, Instagram, and motherfuckers say, name five of this song, this person's song. I hate that with a passion, bro. Because one thing that's different, me and you, you could do that shit, Jay. You could fucking do lyrics and all that shit. I can't do that shit with damn near anybody. Unless I'm just like a hardcore, that's who I listen to on the regular. Most albums these days, I listen to them a few times. I, I, I mentally rate if they dope or not. And I may pull one song or two off of them. But for the most part, bro, I can't name you five songs from a lot of rappers I like. Like straight up. 
that's kind of that's kind of like I was, I was. I remember way back when I had this conversation with 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 JJ, and he was talking about like how he likes Chipotle, and I was like, oh, I don't like Chipotle, and he's like, well, have you had everything on the menu? I don't have to have everything on the menu. No, I don't like it. I don't have to name you five songs from this rapper so you know that I like this rapper. Like that, that's that's a that's a that's, a, that's an ESPN stat. I seen this post. I'm gonna say that a lot. I saw this post where um, I think it was a New York Times that um, Taco Bell is is ranked pretty high as far as healthy food. And the commenters they pulled a lot of you know Demolition Man. They like it was a it was a quote on Demolition Man where um, was it Demolition Man? Yeah, he was in a car. And, um, he was like, man, so like, what do y'all eat? He was like, I mean, it, it's crazy because you know how old a demolition man is. Mm-hmm. And the quote, the quote goes something like, um, well, you know, mostly we mostly survive off Taco Bell. You know, what I'm saying this was like, I want to say demolition man was either 89 or like 91 or something like that. So that was, you know, predictive programming. But I, I say all this to say, man, the concept of healthy food today is nothing but a marketing ploy. A lot of you motherfuckers couldn't tell the difference between Taco Bell and Chipotle. I would, I would bet my life on that. If no. I gave you something from Chipotle and I gave you something from, from Taco Bell and you did not know, I guarantee you, after I told you, the only thing that you'd be able to tell me is the price difference. That is it. Because and you know, because I'm in school now and like I'm learning this shit, it's actually pretty cool to see how marketing works, even though I would never get into marketing. Like, I, I, I at first I was going to do it, but I'm like, nah. Mar- you get into marketing. Go ahead, Jay. No, nah, I was just thinking. I was like, I remember in college, though, those people that were in marketing, they, they were the first ones getting jobs. Oh, yeah. They, they go. No power to them. But guess what? <laughs> I'm cool with my marketing guy. I'm cool with the marketing chick, too. I'll tell you about the marketing chick well, well, after we uh, went from Cancun. She's going to the same resort. That's, that's her. So, I know what they go through, bro. They work on weekends. No, I ain't doing it. You <laughs> said no. I look at the bags under their eyes. No, bro. Y'all be out here stressing. Like, they, the marketing team, literally, that's where they have to know everything. Like, they know the technical side. They know, you know, operations. It's too much. Uh, no, I'm not doing that. You, no. But um, respect to them, though, because they know how to play they they know how to psychologically get into people's minds like they're the ones that tell you what to think so when i talk about taco bell or chipotle gotta understand something chipotle chick-fil-a a lot of these restaurants that were started thriving in the early 2010s they were some of the first ones to get on that health tip and to promote them to promote their shit as healthy when at the end of the day the quality of their food is no different than the Taco Bell, than a Whataburger, or a Jack in the Box. But because so many snobs is what I'm gonna call them. It's a lot of it's a lot of health food snobs out there that, you know, they <laughs> for the most part, I respect the snobs that go to Whole Foods, Sprouts, they go to Trader Joe's. I respect them that go there. They actually know the quality of what they're making. They're willing to cook it themselves. But the ones that go to healthy fast food restaurants that kind of look down on others because they go there, I'm going to say it again. If your conditioning and your workout regimen and your consistency 
doesn't you know necessarily match what you're eating in that regard, then it doesn't even matter, bro. You could fucking live off of milk and PB and J for five twenty days straight and and be fine. Like like if you eat what, too much of pomade, you're gonna get what fat. Ocho, what Ocho say? I, I lived off McDonald's, but just because, but I just burned so many calories that. If 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 you're if, and I'm glad you're starting to get more into like fact checking even the shit I say like when you sent me that that Anabar shit I laughed in my head because I'm like bro I am very glad that you're seeing that I wasn't just like we ain't just hating bro I like seeing women in shape but a lot of these Instagram thoughts they keep it secrets from the rest of these women because in reality the way most of women carry themselves um. A lot of them are going to be fat. A lot of them are going to have fupas and they're going to be thicker, you know, based on hormone and just biology. In order to honestly defeat that, a lot of them got it. A lot of them need that. They need the they need the uh, training wheels, which is steroids. They need fat burners. They need they need to kind of cheat because otherwise, if you're going based off based solely off biology and genetics, I'm sorry, you're going to be you're going to look like your mother did when. You are in, in middle school. Like, you're going to get bigger. It's natural. Because like you always say, Jay, like, the body's preparing you to have children. Like, that's, like, that's, it. the only way to fight biology is with science. And it's, and, and a lot of, I know people don't know this, but, you know, I'm going to throw it out there. You know, a lot of those, those fitness, those fit, IG fitness influencers, I see a lot of them struggle to get pregnant because you've, put your body fat at such a low level now that you can't sustain the pregnancy. So you got to put some weight on. You got to put some fat on. A lot of these pregnancies that y'all see of y'all favorite fitness models, I'm going to tell you right now, because celebrities do this. Once again, I'm not hating, but this is real. And the fact that I'm going to say this, and obviously I can't prove it, but it's real though. Y'all follow these these fitness influencers not realizing that they be buying fake baby bumps. Because a lot of them will get, they'll do the surrogacy thing, and you and when they and when they quote unquote, you know, snap back, you think that it was just all natural, not realizing that they were never pregnant. That shit is very common, and it and, and it's hard to prove, but a lot of times that's what happens, bro. Like a lot of them don't even carry their kids. Don't don't ask me how I know, but I know in Texas you have to prove that you can't carry to get a surrogate, but also. If I decide, you know, that I'm going to do this, yeah, if, I, if I'm if i going to pay and just have somebody do this without, you know, going through official channels or whatever, it just is what it is. You go, you can find a doctor that's going to put your embryos in this person and, and use their, their womb as an incubator. I mean, that's, that's not hard. There's a black market for everything. Everything. Like, the steroids that these people get, a lot of them aren't legal. A lot of them are legal, but a lot of them are not legal. But, I mean... It don't take shit for these people to go to DR to get butt lifts, so don't think it takes shit for them to go to Mexico to go grab some steroids and drive back across the border legally. Like it's not, it's if you're it, at as this long point, as you don't look guilty. <laughs> at this point the in the cru- game, y'all the have cruise to realize, ship will stop you off. <laughs> come on now. I remember being off the cruise ship and you having to pass through a little Mexican market and, and whatever anything you want, Viagra, steroids. Anything you want, they got y'all, right y'all there. Y'all bring Hennessy White over here all the time. It ain't no different. They Hennessy, you bring Hennessy White over here, distribute it to your friends, no different. 
Yeah, and y'all ain't paying the taxes on that. Y'all ain't, nah. y'all, ain't, y'all ain't declaring that at customs. I see y'all. Like, <laughs> they don't really care. They just don't get caught. Yeah, yeah. They, they say, hey, we got this set up. We say, hey, if you bought something, stop here. They didn't stop. That ain't on us. We told them. <laughs> but I, mean, I don't know, though. <laughs> y'all have to understand that because everything has went digital, and because everybody is a a celebrity now, or everybody wants to be a celebrity, you have to understand that people are willing to go through ex- to extreme measures in order to gain an audience. And like I was just saying earlier, you know, Doji Cat, the Drakes of the world, like even at their level, they're still going to extremes in order to keep your attention. So these. D-list celebrities, if they can do it, they will in regards to baby bumps, steroids, uh, photoshopping. Like, I still laugh at the fact that that dude was like, um, I think he had broke up with his girl. Uh, I really can't see that sexy mama. Good Lord, man. In a fucking hospital bed. Everything has to be sexy, dog. And I'm telling you, by the time, like, like 14, 15 year olds now, by the time they're 22, 23, their brains are going to be consumed by so much porn that, I mean, are you going to blame them for wanting to put on those goddamn Apple goggles to escape reality? Like, (laughs) that reality is going to be the only reality that makes sense to them at one point, at some point. Um. Which brings me to my movie suggestion, Ready Player One. Check that out. If you haven't seen it before, check that out. Check out Wally if you haven't seen it before. Like, this shit is all predictive programming. And the show that I was talking about as far as the VR goggles go was Young Justice Season 3. See, you know, in Young Justice Season 3, there is this, uh, basically, this, I want to say granny goodness or whatever, but basically uh, I want to say the light or whatever, you know, which is the opposite of Justice League or whatever. They they have like this mass production of VR goggles and they go throughout um, the the world distributing these goggles in order to find people with meta, the metagene. And they basically, that was their human trafficking scheme. They're going to get these motherfuckers and at some point they just want to make sure that everybody that has the metagene is on their side. At mm-hmm. some point, you know, and um, I just thought it was funny because this is damn near 15 years old. And once again, it's predictive programming. It's right there in your face. But if you're not paying attention, you don't see it. And Young Justice, season, Young Justice was a great show. But eventually what happened with Young Justice was it failed. It failed to to stay on course of just great storytelling and actually being kind of canon to the comic book. And it just got gay. It just got extremely gay. <laughs> it was weird, you know, gay Aquaman, you know, gay Halo. It's just a bunch of weird shit. And at one point, I'm not going to lie, I kind of understood why Hollywood was doing it. But like I said, fast forward to 2024, basically going to 2025, you can't deny that at some point, this is a depopulation method. Not only that, like, at first I thought it was like, they were just trying to make young gay people comfortable but it's like now that's not what y'all doing now y'all are giving people that are kind of hopeless another avenue to go down in order to get attention 
in order to just feel complete. Because yeah. people, a lot of people, when they're young, they're naturally confused. I would say between the ages of like 9, 10, all the way to like 14, 15, people have a lot of questions. That age right there is where I think, you know, youngsters, adolescents are very sponge-like. They're the easiest to manipulate or influence because they're still trying to figure things out. So whatever message that you're repeating to them, nine times out of ten, they're just going to think it's right and they're going to fuck with it. And that's why if you that's why when you look at the recent polls of like, you know, they say basically Gen Z is the gayest at, you know, 30 percent people, 30 percent of Gen Z's, you know, basically saying that they identify as LGBT. It's like, no, it's, it's no surprise. I mean, that's what they were raised on. When they were watching shows like Young Justice, when they were eight, they were already exposed to homosexuality as basically normal and not nothing to be worried about. Like, well, if you if you just you got you got you got a homeboy or a homegirl, you you want to have sex with them or you know have relationships, it's totally normal, which it is, but it's still bizarre to tell that to an eight year old rather than you know possibly letting them figure it out on their own when they're basically at least get to college. But you're already sexualizing their brains at 10 when they weren't even thinking about sex at 10 years old. Like, you can't tell me most 10 year olds today aren't they, like, you can't, like, the birds and the, you don't even hear about birds and bees no more. Like, that's a, that's corny to a 10 year old now. <laughs> they, know, they probably know more than you do. Yeah. Like, it's, like I said, men were so much greater when it was harder for them to see titties. If it's easy for men to see titties, it's going to be just as easy for these young kids to see titties too and vaginas and dinglings based on the fact that most of these kids today are being raised by iPads anyway. Y'all motherfuckers ain't monitoring y'all kids like that. And I know that because y'all be on social media way too fucking much to actually have a real vested interest in your kids' lives. Put the iPad in front of them. That's daycare. iPad daycare. I was in Party City yesterday, and I seen a little girl on an iPad, and I was like, "Damn, you ain't you don't even be in Party City that long. It ain't that much shit in here for you to need to bring your iPad." But it's kind of like, "Damn, just to, just so they won't cut up, you gotta let them live with that around their neck." My sister was even telling me about my nephew. Like he'll let his it as soon as it cut back on, he unplugging it, trying to look at it again. It's like it, this shit ain't even charged, big dog. And you at the house, watch one of these regular ass TVs. <laughs> To all y'all young parents out there, I'm not knocking y'all. At the end of the day, y'all are victims to the culture. Y'all are victims to the time. You know, a lot of this shit, and then a lot of it, do you know, unfortunately, you can easily be in competition with somebody else's kid, with somebody else, with somebody else's parents in the neighborhood. Um, and you, you realize that that's the go-to method based on the fact that everybody else is doing it. So it's just like, well, you know, little... You know, little Jeremy is, you know, on his iPad. He seems to be pretty calm. He's pretty well. It's keeping him subdued. I'm going to do the same thing. And then the kicker in all this is the shit is affordable. It's purposely affordable. While they're price gouging your food, the amount of money it takes to buy a fucking TV doesn't cost much. It doesn't. It doesn't cost much at all. I, I seen an 85-inch for less than $1,000 when I was at Sam's. I was like, I can swing that. Yeah, like I'm literally working on. I couldn't afford. I probably could. Uh, braces probably cost like three bands, but I could get a new TV easily. It's a reason for that. Ground beef, five dollars a pound, but a fucking fifty-inch TV that you would have easily thought, okay, man, they, they got to be asking six, seven hundred, two ninety-nine. 
come get it. Oh, matter of fact, shit. That, that, that thirty-two inch might might cost you less than a than a than a um a, a basket full of groceries. Big facts. It's a reason why you walk into these bars and these and these and these restaurants now. They just they just got they just got random TVs everywhere. Why not? Shit, the menu the the the, the, the menu on the TV. Just take your TV going away. <laughs> Fuck it. Like we got a we got a TV over here. We we just got pictures of celebrities. <laughs> they haven't even been in here. Yeah, like, because this sh- like that that the meaningless shit today, bro. They want you to have it. Please come get it. Please come take this. We need you to have this because this is the main tool we need in order to brainwash you, in order to get into your head. It is what it is. It's not gonna be a lot of people out there that are not gonna be able to watch the Super Bowl unless they just don't want to. They will find a way to get the Super Bowl into your house. To your house and at your fingertips. <laughs> That's why at some point you just gotta just say, hey man, let me just take a break from all this shit and just see how how things feel when I don't have easy access to it. But once again, that's going to be on you. But hey, man, one way or another, I know what the culture is. I know what the times are. I don't look down on anybody for doing 90% of the things that they do because I know most people are just victim to the environment. Like whether I look at it as good or bad, people are just doing what suits them best. Like people want to feel good. People want to feel normal. 100%. You know, you know. I did check out. I was speaking about Elvis earlier. I did check out that Priscilla movie just out of boredom. Elvis was a wild boy. Oh, we knew we knew that. Elvis was a wild boy. Like golly, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that he groomed her like that. That's scary. And. I still feel like it's something that is concerning because it still, to me, comes back to parenting. And I was just so baffled how Priscilla came from a military background. And yes, Elvis was in the military too, but I was still shocked at the fact that, I mean, Priscilla had a father that was in a high commanding position. And I guess with Elvis's celebrity status, he kind of just, I mean, with Elvis's celebrity status and with the mother being like, it's okay. I'm just still shocked that that was just able to go down the way it went down. And I mean, a lot of you guys are not going to watch it, but just understand that as a parent, I don't care if your daughter is being you know, chased by Drake. You have to have some type of personal responsibility to your daughter's growing up and well-being to be like, yeah, Drake, I understand that you could pay for my daughter's school and all this, all this, that, but she's 14. She's a child. She's a child. I know that you want to wait till she's 18, do it the right way, but come on, like, Get you a woman your age. And the way Elvis was able to just get in there and basically raise a child to be his wife, boy, like I was, I'm just going to say, like I was, I'm happy that. Pers- 
I can't blame a lot on Priscilla based on the fact that she was just a child, but I'm so happy that she was able to get away from it like she got away from it, finally. It's just fucking sad that it went down the way it went down, knowing she had a two-parent household that you would have thought would have been a lot more strict. But that's why it's important when you get with someone, man, women, you got to make sure that as far as parenting styles you know, things like that. Like the things that are long term, you have to make sure that they match. That way you're not getting into an argument with somebody over, no, I'm not letting, you know, <laughs> J. Cole is not gonna take my daughter. She's fifteen. Like and a and a and a mother's just advocating for her, like, damn, you don't like your daughter? Like, you don't wanna see your daughter graduate? Like, come on. And and we know there's a lot of that going on. Like what they went through was rare. Today, Man, I think a lot of y'all will give y'all kids up over some food stamps. Say, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I see I see something. This has been a couple of months ago where somebody was trying to sell food stamps one for one. I was like, wait, has inflation hit food stamps too? Y'all ain't doing two for one anymore? They one for one? I might as well just go buy the groceries myself. The fuck? You joking. But yes, inflation has hit food stamps. To the point of where motherfuckers just want that liquid. It's like, I mean, what they've done, though, with EBT and food stamps or whatever, they've expanded what you can do with them now. You can you do get a some whole, hot stuff, too. Yeah, you can get some hot stuff. Like You literally go to food trucks now in Texas and, and use EBT. Like, it's wild. But because the EBT or food stamps have lost so much value, like, people don't even get as much anymore. After this all happened, after... Motherfuckers that had any economic sense knew what was gonna happen. Like I'm in, like I'm in supply chain. Like I saw what was going on. Nothing that is happening today is truly shocking. Outside of the fact that I still feel like a lot of this shit is just price gouging. But with a lot of this shit being price gouging, like it's almost like what's the point of having food stamps if your food stamps is not getting you what you like. Motherfuckers was hundred dollars was filling the baskets. Now motherfuckers is running like you're getting exactly what you need. Hundred dollars might get you three pieces of meat. <laughs> it, it's Bro. it's going it, it barely it's barely gonna get you a ten pound brisket. Gone. Are I know the that days. I know that from experience. Gone are the days, bro. That food stamp like that's not that's not even a flex anymore. It never should have been a flex, but. It's not a flex because people with food stamps or whatever, they have to be responsible with the most now. So if they're going to sell them, yeah, you can try to get the two for one. But some motherfuckers just want cash now because nine times out of ten, they probably they probably rather go buy fast food anyway. And it, I've seen the I've seen the data on that. Like you damn near you damn near one for one on that. You might as well go get you a value meal versus cooking for the night. Real talk. I think I think I said this before. My mom told me she's like, if if she wasn't married, she'd never cook. And she said she is married and she barely cooks. Because me, I enjoy cooking, so I'm a cook at least one meal a day of some sort. I have those moments where I don't feel like leaving the house, and yeah. and I have groceries. Like, so why not make something? But if I don't mind leaving the house, yeah, I'll go get something to eat. And luckily for me, I can I can afford to get something that is quote unquote seemingly healthy. But you know, it is what it is. As much as I be in the gym, bro, I'm not a health nut like a lot of these people, a lot of these snobs. Because it's just, because nine times out of ten, 
if you get too locked in on that shit, you will not enjoy life. You just won't. Yeah. You just fucking won't. I, 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 I had I had I had somebody um ask me earlier because they they have they've been in Pilates real big, really enjoy Pilates. Like, well, somebody told me that um I need to be doing more than just Pilates, and I was like, why? You 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 you're doing Pilates because that's what you like. You know, you you don't have this goal of like I'm trying to you know build muscle or anything like this. You do Pilates because that's what you like. Why would you do something that you don't like? <laughs> I don't understand who told you that. That's the but, easiest way to get discouraged from the gym. Common sense. If you don't like doing it, don't do that shit. <laughs> Same thing when you're dealing with people. <laughs> if you don't like wow. somebody, if you don't like somebody, then why you fucking don't, with them? Don't fuck with them. <laughs> like, why y'all be forcing shit? Like, and, and y'all know what people like y'all. Y'all know what people fuck with y'all. But motherfuckers, they just they just force the shit. It's it's just weird. And you just end up you just end up presenting them. That's why I just feel like I don't mind people being on birth control till they like, seventy five years old. Shit, do what you gotta do. Because at the end of the day, if you know you don't want kids, I I prefer you not to have kids that you're gonna resent just because you want to please your parents. Because I'm gonna say it like. I hate to say it like this, but for me personally, and I know I've said this before, but for a woman to wait until she's damn near 40 to have kids, I just feel like you don't like kids. Like, it's just bottom line. You can sit here and say you're waiting for the right man and all this other stuff, but nah, you really never really wanted kids like that. Kids weren't that important to you. It became a compromise. Yeah, and now it's just kind of (sighs) like... Why not? And I think that's the worst reason to have kids when you get to a mindset of why not? And I feel empty. Like, no, nah, you just need to go get you a cat, go get you a dog, go get you a llama or something. But you, you don't know. Leave them kids alone. Leave them kids alone. He said get a llama. Get a llama, man. He said get a llama. <laughs> W-Y-S-I. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! Uh oh! Uh oh! Oh my! Look, man, I watched a little bit of the. I saw. I, I brought up another movie. I seen. Uh, I watched Napoleon. I do not recommend it. It's pretty boring. But man, is it like a his, history buff kind of thing, or? Yeah, but it's still one of those you know things where Hollywood just can't look. Hollywood is hell-bent on reducing men to just being these basically being retarded like like there you're not gonna get a lot of good historical films about men you're not gonna get a lot of great movies about men anymore in the 21st century because hollywood is 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 anti-men it's, it's more anti-male than it has ever been and if you're if you're excited about anything that's coming out in hollywood you have to mentally, as a man, you have to be mentally prepare yourself to like be a joke, um, or to just be kind of. Uh, you're probably not going to be able to connect with the male characters like you could could connect with male characters thirty years ago. Um, there are no more lethal weapons. There are gonna, you know, there are no more, you know, the OG bad boy movie. You're not going to get 
quality shit. You're not, you're, it's not, just stop it. It's not going to happen. You know what I'm talking about. Um, now it's just the future. The, when they said the future is female, they won line. They was And the future line. is now. Yeah, the future is now, you know, and it is what it is. It's either you're going to partake in it, you're going to support it, or you're just going to, you know, you're going to be more like me and be like, hey, you know, I'll, 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 um, I'll just go back in the future, go back to the future on some of the shit. That's why I like every now and then I'll, I'll kind of look, look, look at a casting and I, I watch a lot more old shit now, regardless. And every now and then I'll slip something new in there just out of boredom. But um, he set a bar on Napoleon, though, man. And I, just, I felt like it was a bar because thinking about the time period it was, this is 1795. And he was like, he was writing to his uh, wife and he was hearing shit about his wife that he didn't like. And he just basically said, if you love me, you'd write me twice a day. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, and that's a real shit, bro. And it just gets me to think, like, bro, when somebody fuck with you, you know they fuck with you, dog. You know they fuck, there's no question about it. You ain't got no doubt in your mind. You feel completely secure that they fuck with you. And she did not fuck with him. She was fucking everything but him. <laughs> Boy, Napoleon was down bad, but hey, man, did he deserve it? Yeah. I, I, the one thing that I gave got from that movie was um, he loved his country, and he yeah he he loved his country, bro. And I think after watching that movie, I could tell Hollywood meant to make sure that you knew that. Yeah, one thing I'm gonna tell you about him that's basically accurate is that he loved his country, but I'm also gonna throw in a bunch of bullshit about him being a misogynistic pig that didn't deserve his wife, although his wife was a whore. But anyways. <laughs> hey, yeah, you know, you still. Still. You'll get said, but she was loyal to him in what way? In what way? Oh, but then they like they'll flip it. Oh well, men out here they do this, this, and this, and you know they they not look the thing. And this is this is uncharted territory because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't plan on talk about this, but fuck it since we here. If a man fucks with you as a woman and you are his quote unquote old lady, he will tell other hoes. Not other hoes, not to refer to your old lady as a hoe, but he will tell these hoes, look, this is my old lady. You can get you a little attention. You can probably get you a little dick, but you're not getting her spot. You're not. You're not fin- I'm not going to leave my old lady for you. You know, you, you're not going to become number one under any circumstances. And a lot of women will just let that go in one ear and out the other. I guess we're, I mean, we, we've been going for a while. Uh, I'm going to say this, man. When it's all said and done, we keep saying if somebody fuck with you, they fuck with you. But also, I truly believe if you want to be happy, you're going to be happy. If you're going to be satisfied, you're going to be satisfied. If you're, if you, if you refuse to be content with something or someone, you're going to find a reason not to be. You move your brain in the direction you want to move your brain. You can go to a therapy 
a hundred times a week. At the end of the day, you are in total control of your brain unless you're on the spectrum or some shit. And if that's the case, then take all the drugs you need to to think straight. But at the end of the day, you're in total control of the way you see the world, the way you see people, the way you deal with people. So, yeah, I mean, you can you can say these things to a man or a woman till you're blue in the face. But once again, ideologies are important, you know, you know, like these things are important. So when you express that to a woman, if she doesn't respect that perspective then you just got to stop it like it's like it's no it's no convincing her especially at our age i mean you're talking you're talking about a, a age group of people that we're dealing with 30 plus by that time they've they've endured so much of adult life that's 10 years plus of adult life they've seen a lot they've been through a lot doesn't seem like a long time but 10 years is a long time um and those people are going to deal with life the way they want to deal with life and if they're not down with that like there's really no convincing to be down with that there were and then once again like i said it's all about the culture it's all about the environment it was easy to convince women in the 70s and 60s and the 50s to be like that because independence to a degree was less in that time frame like for them um and whether they want to believe it or not it was to protect them like that's why you have such a uh, 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 that's why you have so many women online complaining about not wanting to work. Like we always talk about this. It was like y'all are doing jobs and y'all are taking on responsibilities that mentally, you know, well, mentally for 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 generations y'all never had to worry about. Like y'all literally were in the home. Y'all were in homes. Yeah, at best y'all was doing clerical work, secretary type shit. Now y'all want to be bosses. There's a lot that comes with that. It's not just you not just on some, you know, on some cute shit wearing a suit, suit, you know, just thinking, oh, I'm in the meeting. Like, no, you got to have your shit together. Like I told you earlier, these these marketing motherfuckers, they working on the weekends. They fully committed. They got bags under their eyes. They working. You got to have yeah. your shit together and then in turn, make sure everybody else got their shit together because their shit is a reflection of your shit. And a lot of a lot of them innately were not built to deal with that and they're realizing that more and more that's why you have this oh i I shouldn't have to you know get out of my masculine shut the fuck up you chose this you chose this life this is what you this is this is and not necessarily you the the founding mothers the foremothers your great your great great you know the ones that paved the way for you like they wanted this for you and and you accepted it. You didn't you didn't push you didn't push back. Or, or or even worse than that, you probably have spent some time with a gentleman in your early twenties to the point where you thought that you were gonna marry him. What prevented that? You could have got out a long time ago. Would have been it would have been your best decision. Who knows? But like this is you you went you you took a left at the curve and this is where you are. And I and I and I feel like men understand that concept more than women. Cause like if we try to double back and, and, and stuff like that, it comes with, with some humbleness. A woman tries to double back, it comes with some entitlement. Spin the I, block. <laughs> I've I've been here before, so I deserve to be here again. Girl, fuck you. 
where the man is kind of like, yeah, I know I, I shouldn't have, you know, did that, that, you know, I was tripping this, this, and this. Now, I've been here before. That's still my spot. I deserve to come back. But you know what that is? That's another story. I'm not <laughs> that no storyteller. Look, man. At the end of the day, man, I hope all of y'all enjoy y'all y'all Black History Month. I think uh, I think next week we ought to uh, we should better bring a guest on. You know, I was thinking, you know, that Valentine's Day episode should be kind of fun to talk about some things, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm getting at. So hopefully we you can wanna, set something up for next week. You want to bring all your ex-girlfriends on? No, I don't. I don't think that would be a. <laughs> think that, would, that would make for a good episode at all. <laughs> I think that would be very, very awkward. Uh, but I can't say this. I, I, I still, I, I, I can't say this. As far as exes go, like I, I, I don't really think that I'm in a position where like they hate me or I hate them. So I mean, that would be interesting. That's good. For that you. would be interesting. That's good for Damn. you. Damn. <laughs> I don't like the That's way you said you. that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think I. I don't think I'm hated. Fortunately, I, it's something I can brag about, but I don't talk about often because it doesn't really matter. But uh, the last thing I'm gonna say is you got to put your behind in the past. <laughs> um. So when I'm on these movie binges, I, I've I have been on a movie binge. Um. With like early '90s and early '80s movies like Nightmare on Elm Street one, Purple Rain. You know, watch the Selena movie. Uh, watched one of my favorite horror movies, uh, The Gate, and um, seen you know watched um, Pretty in Pink. Just watch some random shit, eighties and nineties. And I hate I have to have to end on this note. Like I have to end on this note. I think women look better in the eighties and nineties. You know, you know what I keep telling you, Lane Bennis, <sighs> bruh, like. <laughs> I can't even like. I mean, you just think about the movies I just named, but just think about some of the actresses that were in there, and I'm just like, man, like I was seeing them, like, man, they just at their age, at that time, it's weird. Like the the styles to me, like the way they wore their hair, like it was like it was goofy to me. But I was like, man, there's something about them where they just still gave off a better aura, a better presence. Yeah, and it's so sad. Because I was looking at women today and I'm like, you got chicks that aren't even 40 yet that are fucking up their faces, looking like aliens and shit. And I'm like, this is what's popping now? And we okay with this? We went from that to this? Like I'm looking at the I'm looking at the black beauties from the nineties. I'm talking, you know, you you know, motherfuckers watch Martin, you see living single. You go on and go, but I just feel like it was fresher. It was more authentic back then. Whether it was white, Hispanic. I mean, J-Lo in the 90s? Come on, man. That's who she is today. Rosie Perez? Come on. And I'm just like looking at chicks today. I'm like, I'm not saying that they look bad. Even, even saying, further back, Pam Greer. Bro. Bro. Natural, hottie. Like, this is, this is like, this is, you could really look at these motherfuckers and be like, man, these... I understood it. Like it almost felt like you you saw something that was attainable, but no matter what, it just felt 
so real. And they weren't doing anything bizarre. They weren't dressed like sluts. They, you know, they he just... They weren't dressed like sluts. It, then I would be convinced that they weren't doing it for men. Like, if they were saying, oh, I don't do this for men, I'll believe them. I really would. But today, man, y'all can miss me with that shit. Your t- you ain't at the club with your titties out just because you want to stun on other women. You're at the club with your titties out because you need male validation and you're hoping that this male buys you a drink because nine times out of ten, your face ain't popping like that. So you got to have your titties out, got to have your ass out in order to compensate for the fact that you're not that bad. You have bad features, meaning you have features that are to lust for. But other than that, I mean, you couldn't turn heads walking in that bitch dressed dress like Elaine Bennis. Elaine Bennis would be fully fucking dressed. Fully dressed. <laughs> you see her neck, her face, and her hands. As much as motherfuckers want to hate on friends, <laughs> they was popping, bro. Anderson, Courtney Cox, like they was all least, popping. Like, at least Kudro, they was holding. They, they was, was all popping. Like they was straight. They just even, even that. They living single. I just was saying. Oh, I, I know without a doubt. Living single. Without a doubt, girlfriends. <laughs> Say man. Say man. I was in love with with um Kyla Pratt, boy. What was that show in the house? No, no. What was what show? One on one. One on one. Well, I was in love with Kyla Pratt. Let me look. We'll see him Kyla Pratt look like today. She, she didn't. She didn't age much. She's one of the few that didn't age much. I think she had like two kids. She didn't age much at all. Kyla Pratt is still bad, right? Yeah, now. yeah, 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 yeah. She she didn't age. I, I mean, come on. Like I said, it's just it's just something about that era of women where they definitely were more comfortable being themselves. Now it's a scary. It's something scary going on to where they just feel like they have to do all these extra bizarre things because maybe it's the digital the digital platform that they're chasing to look good online forever. I don't know. But man, when I I'm telling you, when I'm seeing some of these chicks that are like, they're looking like they looking strung out at 30. Like, what the fuck? And this is real life. Like, I'm you you even see girls in their early 20s now if you go out like backs big, fupa, hella makeup. Like wearing wigs, like why are you doing this in tw- at twenty four? Why do you look strung out and tired at twenty four? Like, come on. I'm we, sorry, I'm still I'm still on Kyler Pratt um, Instagram. This guy, I mean, come on. Mariah Carey at ninety six. Say man, say man, <laughs> say man. I'm just saying, bro. I see, I see it, bro. I'm telling you, I see it. You can't tell me shit about Holly Berry in the nineties, dog. Nothing. Nothing. Look, man. I don't know what's going on today. I feel, I feel, I feel for dudes, man. I can't say nothing about their attitudes and how they were as human beings, but I'm just saying when it, it when it comes to that, it's just hilarious how once again we've regressed. And um, and, and on that note, like I said, we'll be back next week. Hopefully we can, you know, come on here and annoy y'all for Valentine's Day. And if you don't have a a Valentine's Day plan or anything romantic going on and you're free that day, I just want to let you know that we don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we don't care. Also, 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 also. You know, we had that conversation about Friendsgiving, you know, around Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just going to throw Valentine's Day in that bucket, too. Because that's a part of that shit. 
Look, that shit is depressing. That shit is sad. I don't care if y'all do got men. This shit's still sad. And I think Galatas was created by Friends. It, well, it was. No, I know. It was. Friendsgiving was. Friendsgiving. Yeah, for sure. And I think Galatas, they had that shit on Friends. Yes, whatever. At the end of the day, man, this shit is depressing. Look, man, a lot of y'all are in. in y'all, y'all, y'all have. I know most people have the capability of going out for Valentine's Day. I'm talking. Let's go ahead shit. and kill yourself. <laughs> Come on, just go ahead. Man. Just go ahead. Just go ahead. Or whatever politically correct term you guys want to um, use, um, self-transition, unalive, whatever it is that you do, go and do that. And with that being said, <laughs> this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?